1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. It's always a little bit shocking uh, to witness a United States senator criticize the sitting president when they're part of the same political party. And even more surprising when it happens just days before a major election. But that's exactly what we saw over the weekend when West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin issued a public statement Uh, blistering and criticizing President Biden regarding comments President Biden made toward the coal industry. So what was said to prompt such a conflict? Uh, Will this have an effect on the election happening tomorrow? And what will the fallout be for the Democratic Party moving forward? So let's start with President Biden's remarks. Uh, He made comments regarding the future of coal plants in the country. Here's what he said.
0: I was in Massachusetts about a month ago, On the site of the largest old coal plant in america guess what it costs them too much money they can't count no one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of the existence of the plant so it's going to become a wind generation we're going to be shutting these plants down all across america
1: so when the president started talking about shutting down all the coal plants uh, across america Uh, Obviously, that raises the uh, the hackles of senators like Joe Manchin, who's from coal country, to be sure. Uh, But it was even more than that. Uh, Joe Manchin, uh, who's usually pretty reserved in his criticism of anybody on either side of the aisle, uh, did not hold back in responding to the president's message. Uh, This was the statement from Joe Manchin. He said, quote, President Biden's comments are not only outrageous and divorced from reality, they ignore the severe economic pain the American people are feeling because of rising energy costs. Comments like these are the reason the American people are losing trust in President Biden. Uh, And then Senator Manchin continued. uh, Instead, uh, believes he does not understand the need to have an all-in energy policy. That would keep our nation totally energy independent and secure. It seems like his positions change depending on the audience and the politics of the day. Politicizing our nation's energy policies would only bring higher prices and more pain for the American people. And he didn't stop there. Again, remember, this is just a few days before the election. This happened over the weekend. This is Democratic Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia. He said, let me be clear, this is something the president has never said to me, being cavalier about the loss of coal jobs for men and women in West Virginia and across the country, who literally put their lives on the line to help build and power this country, is offensive and disgusting. The president owes these incredible workers an immediate and public apology, and it is time he learned a lesson that his words matter and have consequences. So it it is just an extraordinary back and forth between a president and a senator of the same political party. Normally, in the closing days of a campaign, you really do see that circling of the wagons, that coming together. You will always see Democrats come together despite some of their differences from the far left of the party to the more moderate part of the party, and they'll say, we got to come together and win this election. Republicans do the same. Uh, They'll have their extremes to the right, they'll have their moderates in the middle, and they'll say, we've got to win this election, and so let's come together in these closing days. This was Joe Manchin saying, no, the president and his comments are not only outrageous, but they're divorced from reality. Uh, that's, that's no small thing. And he said, this is why the American people are losing trust in President Biden. Uh, I just can't imagine, and I've never heard anything even close to it, uh, of someone of the same political party unleashing that kind of blistering railing on the president of their own party. It just uh, it just doesn't happen. Uh, and so it clearly uh, flipped a switch for Joe Manchin. And so now the interesting thing will be, what is the fallout of all of that? Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything.
0: It was violent. It was...
1: I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, there's a lot of political spin and a lot of uh, soft shoeing in terms of who said what and when and why. But the interesting thing to me is the impact this will have within the Democratic caucus. Uh, r- remember, Not only is Joe Manchin from coal country, but you're also looking at Democrats trying to win really important races for them in places like Ohio and Pennsylvania. And so to suddenly have uh, this kind of back and forth and division amongst the Democrats uh, can't be helpful uh, in those uh, particular races where, again, you're trying to rally the troops, so to speak, unify the party uh, and try to win an election. So I think uh, this is just the interesting part of politics. And it's interesting, too, that uh, that Joe Manchin uh, is not just on the sideline just talking and looking out for West Virginia. He's actually tried to do things in a bipartisan basis when it comes to energy, uh, recognizing that the, there are permitting issues that are affecting both green energy and expansion into that as well as traditional uh, coal and gas. And so recognizing the, the reality of it to me is the is the real test. And I think where the president kind of stepped in it uh, in terms of just bashing the, the coal industry, recognizing that all those electric cars, the vast majority of them out there, the energy is really coming from coal. Uh, and until we can get other sources uh, that might be cleaner and greener, uh, until we get those, this is what we got. And so having that all the above, all the above approach to energy policy is is really a, an interesting thing and one that most American people understand. I think everybody knows we need to to get better. We also have to recognize we're doing better than anywhere in the world in terms of being able to produce energy cleaner and greener uh, than surely than the Middle East, surely cleaner and greener than what China's doing and what other parts of the of the world are doing. And so, again, an interesting division and debate amongst the Democrats in terms of of what's happening there. And this also leads to an interesting challenge, I think, for the Democrats in the closing days. They have been selective in terms of where they have sent President Biden. Uh, They've sent President Obama everywhere uh, because he can light it up uh, and is a big draw and can kind of rally that base Uh, and President Biden, I think, has been very selective in terms of where he's gone. That's not totally uncommon, by the way. We shouldn't overread into that. Uh, But it does seem that with a president that has a low approval rating, uh, they're trying to keep him mostly out of pocket and away from a microphone uh, in the closing hours uh, before the big midterm elections tomorrow. So, uh, again, the other interesting fallout from that will be what happens when the uh, caucuses come together following the election? And where does Joe Manchin sit then? Uh, will he continue to be a critic of the president if the Democrats do lose control of the House and the Senate? Uh, does that change the dynamic in terms of that conversation and what uh, President Biden should do in terms of possibly running for reelection? Will that also change the dynamic in terms of leadership races, in terms of uh, Nancy Pelosi in the House, Chuck Schumer in the Senate? Republicans have their own messes uh, that they're going to have to deal with in terms of those leadership roles coming out of the election. Is it still Mitch McConnell's world because he can pay for it, uh, because he has such a massive amount of cash that he can spread around to campaigns? Uh, Will uh, McCarthy really rule the House and be the Speaker of the House? Uh, Or will there be some real changing of the guard? I don't think we've seen a real changing of the guard uh, in leadership for a very, very long time in Congress. It might be time uh, for that when it comes to those leadership elections, when we get to the other side of the election. All right, we're going to step aside for some bottom of the hour news. And when we come back, uh, we're going to have a really interesting conversation as part of our focus on polling how Republicans could be a polling error away from a huge red wave, a mere ripple, or even a complete meltdown. Stick around. We'll break it down coming up next.
0: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America.